0: Hi, my name is Nathan Hinkle, and I'm the lead pastor here at White Oak, and I'm really excited to be here with you today. Uh, We are in a series which we have been calling Full of It. Now something that we all know is that there are many things which claim to fill our lives and help us to get to where we really want to be in life. We think like if we can just fill our lives with more savings or more stuff, uh, we will have made it. If we can win more, we'll be filled up. If, if we can have the right relationships that make me feel the right way, uh, I'll be full. If I could just offload this thing in my life or pick up that thing, then I'll be satisfied. And it just goes on and on. Now, these things which fill our lives can also be draining at the same time. So the voice of temptation or fear or selfishness, those who tell us we're worthless or failures, those that keep us comfortable and unchanged. See, the truth is we're all full of something, but our Heavenly Father promises a different way. Jesus taught that he offers life to its fullest, and as John records it in Jesus's words in his book in the New Testament of the Bible, he quotes Jesus saying this in John chapter 10 verse 10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. See, Jesus came, lived, died, and rose back to life so that you and I could be full of real, lasting life. Now, I believe Jesus' words start at a baseline. At least they're as valid as any of the other voices who promise to bring us full life. But I believe that Jesus' promise is best and and true and more real than anything else out there, and I want to show you how. What we're doing in this series is outlining a path to full life, which we believe Jesus offers to all of us. And it begins by discovering our identity. See, God is the only person who gets to tell us who we really are. He doesn't assign identity like our culture does. We aren't defined by our actions, our mistakes, our successes, or a title. God looks at us and he sees his sons and daughters. So our big idea from last week was this. Your identity is not based on what you do, is based on who you are, and you are a son or daughter of God. See, our path to full life is navigated by discovering first our identity in God. But if you wanna keep going to be filled with the things that leads to life to its fullest, there's another piece that you and I need to know. When I was a freshman in college, I worked a few jobs during that course of the year, and one was at a nursery. Now, I had never done anything with like greenhouses or landscaping before, so I wasn't well equipped to do that sort of work, okay? However, I I was teachable. The issue was that there wasn't any on-the-job training offered. I was basically tossed into a field, told to prune, trim, dig up, and replant trees and shrubs, and I had no idea what I was doing. Now one of the owners was super particular and not very friendly, and each time he showed up, the employees like dreaded interacting with him. He'd come up to you and say, "And you needed to dig that hole bigger, or why did you move the tree there, or why are you trimming a shrub like that? And the problem was that I didn't know what I was doing. No one, no one showed me how to do anything. I was just expected to do the job without being equipped for it. Now on the contrary, I had another job that year and this was at a window cleaning and replacement company. Now, the owner of this company took the time to train and equip me. He showed me the technique to get a spot-free, streak-free shine on every window, and he gave me the tools to do it. He showed me how to remove windows like, with precision without breaking anything, though I did one time break a window, and it cut my finger, and I bled like crazy all over the carpet in the house that we were working in. See, I felt more free, confident, and equipped, doing windows than I ever did in the landscaping business. So one time Jesus was approached by a guy not unlike you and me, and he wanted to know from Jesus what was expected of him. What he really wanted to know is an answer to a question that we've all asked, and that's this, why am I here? What's my purpose? What's the goal of my life? Now, I don't know what you believe about God or Jesus or what role religion has in your life, but all of us, for all of us, there's a sense of wondering that same thing. Why am I here? And why not bring that question to Jesus? We've all taken that question lots of other places, And with all of the voices in our lives attempting to answer that for us, voices claiming to lead us to full and lasting life, we have a multitude of answers at our disposal. Like, I'm here to have fun and enjoy life and that will fulfill me. Or I'm here to earn money and be successful in a sports or or in career and that will fulfill me. I'm here to find happiness for myself and my family. I do that and I'll be fulfilled. I'm here to be as religious as po- I possibly can. Stay that course and I'll be fulfilled. See, those voices are as old as life itself. So Jesus comes on the scene and he offers an answer to that question, why am I here? So this is our big idea today. Only God can equip you for full life. You see, this man who approached Jesus was a Jewish religion scholar. He knew Jesus was wise and he came to him with this question. Now Mark records it for us in Mark chapter 12, verse 28. It says this, he says of all the commandments, which is the most important? And Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this, listen O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one and the Lord only, and you must love the Lord, your God, with all of your heart, all of your soul, all your mind and all your strength. The second is equally as important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. You see, this is the best and simplest job description ever put together. This is your purpose. It's your purpose. And and it's personalized to you. Love God and love others. There's nothing greater than that. I want to ask you to let that sink in for just a moment. Now, it's an old job description. It's been around since God was establishing his relationship with Israel some 2,000 years prior to Jesus' birth. See, Jesus doesn't provide a new answer to a new question. Jesus actually provides an old answer to an old question. Why am I here and what's the goal of my life? What is, like, what's the purpose of waking up every morning to face another day? Have you ever wondered that? What is the purpose of the monotony of school or my job? What is the purpose of pushing through the hard stuff in parenting or marriage or relationships? What's my purpose? What's in my life that counts towards the greater scheme of things? Like, what's the purpose of loving those who are against me? And what's the purpose of church, faith, prayer, or all the songs we sing on a Sunday morning? Let me share this with you. Your questions, though they may feel personal, may be isolating frustrating, or perhaps are just a passing wonder, those are not new, and you're not alone in your questions. So Jesus, in his wisdom and his love for you and for me, speaks backward into history for this guy and forward into the year 2020 with an answer for the ages. It's an answer which aims right at your and my desperation, our heartache, our, our numbness, or just or our apathy, or our pride. Love God and love others. That's his plan and his purpose for your life. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't search desperately for the detailed in and outs of that beautifully simplistic purpose. Don't ignore it either. Because when you live it, you discover more and better life than you or I have ever dreamed of. Only God can equip you for full life. Now here's um, the interesting part. If we could all agree that Jesus' call for our lives is clear, and we say, well, that sounds all well and good, but what does it mean? Or how do I actually do that? Like, what does it look like? Is it simply just to try to be nice to other people? Is it as simple as just going to church or tuning into a worship service online each week? Or is there more to it? And if there is, how? See, know this. God will never call you without equipping you. God does not invite you onto the path to full, abundant, and lasting life without giving you what you need for the journey. It doesn't happen, and it's not how he operates. Therefore, when you and I are called to love God wholeheartedly and to love other people, which, by the way, is a call to everyone, and that's whether you believe in him or adhere to his lordship in your life or not, it is your purpose. And when he calls us to that purpose, he equips us to do it. He equips us to love. Now, I want you to turn to the person nearest to you right now and tell them God has equipped you to love. Do it right now. Seriously. Now. All right. Now, I want you to look at what Paul says to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you've been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. And then verse 8: God saved you by his grace when you believed. You can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. And then watch what he says in verse 10, all right? Because it speaks to our identity as children of God, and then it speaks to the heart of of our purpose. Here we go. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. See, the truth is we discover full life when we realize that we have been equipped by God to love him obediently and to love others extravagantly. See, before you were born, God dreamed up talents and gifts and abilities and passions to give to you. Before you were out of diapers, all right, God was stirring in the hearts of people who would one day cross your path in life, that they would be impacted by your kindness, your forgiveness, and your words of comfort and truth. Like, before you had your first date, all right, or drove a car for the first time, your heavenly father had put in front of you opportunities to use those gifts to serve the purposes He cares most about. And as you plan your life, your career, your future, your relationships, or your future successes, God has been planning work for you to do which would highlight His glory, power, and His love to a world who was lost in their search for it everywhere else. He loves you, He's equipped you He gives us the life of Jesus to learn from and then model. He's equipped us to learn from Jesus to be like Jesus. You see, some of us may believe in Jesus, but I'm not sure all of us follow him. And it's in the following that your life is filled up. See, God can't wait for you to experience life as you get to work on what he's given you. So how are you doing with that? See, we're tempted to believe that the fullest version of life is found in the things that we do or the things that our lives produce. So religious people believe it with rule-following traditions and, and, and check boxes. Teenagers think it and they're pursuing the lines uh, uh, and pushing the lines right in experimental behavior. Parents believe this with the cultural pressures and the toxicity of affluence. Older adults think it, that their time for ministry, impact, and mentoring is in the past. Hurting and broken people believe this, thinking if only I could go back and change this or that decision or mistake, then I would find real life. See, I had another job in college. It was at Miami University's Recreational Sports Center, and I worked in the custodial area. And I was supposed to go around cleaning things, but I learned I could get away with not doing a lot. So I would take an like extra long time cleaning the lockers in the locker room. I'd take long breaks outside when I was supposed to be sweeping the steps. I'd clean the indoor track at the slowest pace possible. And I mastered the art of looking like I was working. I was equipped for the work, but I hid from it. I made excuses. I, I looked other places for satisfaction and just simply neglected it. You see, the path forward in life and in faith Is open to you that path is open to you and it's wide and church it's crowded and you're welcome to take it but God created good works for his sons and daughters so that we would be about Jesus things as we walk this path step by step walking to the deeper places of trust and obedience there is there is so much more of God to enjoy than what some of us are experiencing now that's what it means to love God Step by step, walking to the deeper places of selfless love for others, pointing them to Jesus, your love serves as evidence of the greatness of our God. That's what it means to love others. There is no way we can earn from God or produce anything truly good apart from Him. While we were busy attempting to find purpose and all of these other things, Jesus died to save us from our sin and our hopeless pursuits. Only God can gift us eternal life in Jesus. Only God can equip us for full life. So I want to offer this action step for you this morning. Consider where you are on your faith journey. Learning from Jesus to live like Jesus. And take a step closer to receive His grace and surrender your life and be baptized. And you can contact me today if that's something you want to talk about at nhinkle at vwcc.com. Consider what gifts and talents and passions God has given you to serve Him and others and take a step to make that happen this week. You and I were made for so much more. We were made for fuller, more lasting life than what we're experiencing now. Change is happening and no one said you have to be the same person you were a year ago, six months ago, or even yesterday. You have permission to grow and to become more and more filled with real and lasting life. Only God, can equip you for full life. Take him up on it and get busy doing it.